This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside Nate Green. Nate, how you doing today? Doing all right, Jared. Good, good, good. You know, baseball, baseball is baseball, and baseball is back. That was a lot of baseball right there. Yes, but it's good. It's good. It's, it's good. Yes, it is a good thing. I mean, I'm doing baseball seven days a week right now at the moment, and it is fantastic. I love every bit of it. I missed it so much when, you know, everything went to went in the hellhole, and now we're working our way back, and it's fantastic. I love it. Everything is is rolling right now. So, guys, without further ado, we have a great podcast planned for you guys today. Well, maybe a little controversial. I don't know. We'll kind of see where it goes once I start talking about it, but pretty solid podcast plan for you guys today, and I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to Talking Halos here. From all of us here, we appreciate it. You guys are the ones who give us topic ideas every once in a while, not all the time, you know, we think about them, but you guys give us topic ideas, you guys give us fan questions, you guys are the listeners, and I appreciate it, we all appreciate you guys listening so, so very much. If you like it, please subscribe wherever you listen to it so you can get notifications when our podcasts pop up, and also give us a review, I see the reviews keep popping up, and totally forgot to mention this, somebody left a review, I forgot it was Chicago something, 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 just want to say thank you for that review, I'll try to mention everybody who gives a review because I think it means a lot to us and it you know makes us look good makes us better if you leave us a review especially if it's a little bit of a critical review like this and he you know just kind of said that I'm doing a bad job editing and I totally agree with you I'm lazy trust me I know so the editing job of things the sound all that fun stuff will get better I promise I already told Nate to get on a laptop because he was on his phone and today's on his laptop let us know how it sounds today that would be fantastic so I said thank you for all of that guys and as always, if you have any topic questions, topic ideas, or actually, we're not even doing talking fans anymore, just questions or topic ideas, shoot myself a message on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can shoot Brock a message at BDROX. Nate, of course, at Nate Green 34, I believe. Yep. I got it right this time. Nate Green. And as always, follow us on all social medias Twitter, Instagram. And Facebook, we do so much on all of those, interact with all of you guys. It's it's fantastic. Instagram's been a lot of fun. We've been able to kind of branch out there. It seems like everybody's liking that. We give previews to podcasts. So, you know, go follow us on all social medias. You can get a hold of us on all social medias as well. Just shoot us a message, 
say that you like our show, say that you hate our show, give us an idea. I, I really don't care. Just interact with us. I, I really enjoy it. So guys, give us one second to pay the bills because we have to do that real quick. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized, Q&As of Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is you can get all this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, enough with all the introductions. Let's get this show rolling and talk a little bit of baseball. And Nate, uh, aye, aye, aye. Did I make a mistake, Nate? Maybe. No, well, you know I didn't. You know I didn't. I mean, it was a hot take. It was, and I guess not even really a hot take. I truly believe in it. And I guess I was not not even in the news. I mean, I mean, Angel fan news, I guess. So I, I said the Angels are a top five rotation in the AL. I did. And I truly believe that. I really do. And I just kind of want to break that down a little bit. I want to jump into that topic quite a bit here. Just on this podcast, I don't know... How long it's going to be, how short it's going to be. I'm hoping, you know, it's going to be just be a, a nice little podcast here for you guys. A little controversial podcast in a sense. I know, I feel like this is the definition of insanity. Saying the same thing over and over again and expecting, or doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting a different result. And it feels like it's been that way with Angel starting pitching now for the past, what, seven years now, Nate? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it yep. feels, it does feel that way. I, I agree, a lot of one-year contracts, a lot of hope, a lot of, why aren't the Angels building around Mike Trout? And I totally get that, but... Nate, doesn't the starting rotation feel a little bit different this year? It does. It, it definitely feels uh, a little bit better than, than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like you, you have a guy who you feel comfortable with uh, going out there every fifth day or every sixth day with Otani in there. But Dylan Bundy at least makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. We haven't really had that, that type of guy in a while. Yeah, and I, I actually would have to say that I think that one through – three and even if you add in Quintana at four I feel comfortable throwing out there every fourth day I I really do if you look at Bundy Heaney Canning and Quintana I really do feel comfortable throwing those out and then just those four names alone I think are some of for the better names in the AL I know that the AL is a depleted starting rotation you know deprived starting rotations minus a couple and and we will get into that here, what we think the top rotations in baseball are, why or why not. And, you know, right now, I really believe that the Angels have a top five rotation. Right at number five, I mean, you can slot them at number six or seven, and that's that's okay. But I don't think you can really slot them any lower than that. And, you know, I think we can kind of tell you why. So, Nate, first, I know you've given your, or you've probably thought about this. Do you have a top five, or where do you think the Angels slot in AL rotation? Uh, six, maybe seven. There, there are a lot of teams that are going to be right there with them. Like I think five, six, and seven. You could 
you could put any of them five, six, or seven, and I would not really argue either way. So that's why I could see how you could have them rank top five. Um, I, I think Cleveland is number one, and I know you don't really agree with me on that, but anytime you're, you're throwing Shane Bieber out there, uh, Plesak was really good last year. McKenzie showed that he is very good. Civil, I, I mean, they've got some really under-the-radar guys, too, who have been really good for them. And so I, I love Cleveland's rotation. I think they're number one. Uh, Yankees, uh, number two, they, they've got a lot of depth, and they've got a lot of young guys that are ready. Um, Davies ready. Clark Schmidt is ready to go along with, with, their, with their guys. And I think they're – Severino's coming back. That that's going to be a very very talented rotation as well. And then uh, the White Sox and Twins are three four. Um, the White Sox, man, they they're going to be very good this year. They're they're going to be they're going to be a tough team to beat. Adding Lance Lynn, having Keuchel, um, that 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 rotation is going to be tough. And and that bullpen's going to be good too. Twins, Ryu or not Ryu? Uh, excuse me, Maeda and uh, Barrios. That's a pretty good one, too. It matches up with just about everyone in the American League, I think. And then that 5-6-7, I mean, you're looking at, like, the Astros, who could be very good with Grinky, depending on what he looks like this year. Um, you have the Angels, who are who are going to be up there as well. And then you got a team like the, the Mariners or the A's are right in that mix as well. So a lot of teams in that 5-6-7 that are very similar but I think the top four are in a uh, class of their own. Yeah, no, de- definitely. I, I, I agree with you. I think one through four is pretty, well, I don't have the Indians in the top five just because I think after Bieber, it kind of goes downhill quite a bit from there. And don't get me wrong, they're good. And I, I think we've talked about this before. We think I, I really think that they've gotten better even though they've traded <laughs> Carrasco away and they've traded a lot of guys away. I think they're still a pretty freaking good team. But at the same time, it's kind of the the Mike Trout effect with Shane Bieber, where Bieber is so freaking good, and same thing with Mike Trout. Mike Trout is so freaking good that he makes he kind of inflates the stats, wouldn't you say? Yes, but I mean, you look at what Plezak did last year; he was unbelievable. I mean, McKenzie looks like he's the real deal. I think he had ten Ks in his first outing. Um, he he looks like he's going to be good. I, I just think Cleveland just builds pitching they they can turn guys like me and you into aces and i just kind of think that's that's what they do well i mean i was 80 to 82 you were like 87 89 i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean it looks like they can do anything the way that they trade away clevenger trade away carrasco did they they trade away kluber and they were still one of the top pitching teams in in baseball last year so I, i just think that they know how to teach pitching yeah and they could definitely have the best rotation in baseball. If they didn't trade away some of those guys, you know, Bieber with Carrasco, with Clevenger, I know that Bauer would have been a free agent and they probably wouldn't have signed him because of the market there in Cleveland. But still, you compile those three guys with, I don't know, Plesak and such like that, it's a pretty damn good rotation. But again, I just, I don't have them in my top five. They're just right outside of the top five for me. And I go as... Followed Yankees, White Sox, Twins, Astros, and Angels. Angels at number five. Are we? Come on. Like I agree with you. I think the top four is pretty, you know, sealed in. But I think that when you get to five, when you get to five, anything could happen. I really do. And Fangraphs is kind of that 
same feeling. They go Yankees, but when you look at the Yankees, there are still a lot of question marks. Tyon's hurt. Severino's coming off. TJ Herman didn't, you know, he's had the issues. You have Debbie Garcia coming back for his second year. You never know. So, and then Kluber was injured all last year too. So again, the Yankees could have that injury bug bite them again. Clark Schmidt's still damn good and young. So they then with their number two team in the AL, they go with the White Sox. White Sox. I th- I don't think we can disagree with that. I think the White Sox are gonna have a damn good pitching staff this year. When you look at it, Lance Lynn, Dallas Keuchel, Le- Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, and Michael. Kopech in some particular order. I know they got some other guys down in the minors that they can come from, pull from. Then they have the Twins at three with uh, Jose Barrios, Kenta Maeda, Michael Pineda, Jay Hat, Matt Shoemaker. Not really as deep as you would think for the Twins, but still one through one through two or one and two. Barrios and Maeda. That's one of the best one-two punches in baseball. That's for sure. And then depth-wise, I medi- decent depth-wise. I think it's good. They have. Dobnik, Smeltzer, Duran, uh, I'm going to butcher his name so bad. Jordan Balsevic, I think is how you say it. Well, maybe I didn't butcher it. Wow. Yep, Tip of the cap for Jared for that. I usually butcher names real bad. But, yeah, the Twins are Twins are going to be interesting. The one team that I think needs to be spotlighted here, and we haven't mentioned them yet, the Blue Jays. Because I think we're both in that same mix where we think that they could – the Blue Jays are a very similar rotation to the Angels, and they go – Hunjin Ryu, Robbie Ray, Tanner Roark, Nate Person, uh, Steven Matson. They'll throw in Stripling, Trent Thornton, Tyler Chatwood, guys like that. So when we get and the and Fangraphs have, has the Blue Jays here at what was it four? So I mean, if you look at Fangraph rankings, why can't you put the Angels at four? If we yeah, think I, that I, the Blue, if we think the Blue Jays are right there with the Angels, I mean, we're just talking about basically like a one war in between the Blue Jays and Angels here right now. When it comes to when it comes to preseason projections, and I know projections don't mean a whole lot for any of us, but yeah, why can't we say that the Angels are even the fourth best rotation in the AL when you look at the Blue Jays? No, I, I definitely agree with you. I, I think the Blue Jays and Angels uh, rotation is very similar. Um, you've got very similar guys like Quintana coming off injury, and you look at Robbie Ray coming off a. a a rough year. Alex Cobb, same thing. They they just have a lot of similar pieces. Griffin Canning and Nate Pearson could be very similar, where they could both take steps ahead. Bundy and Ryu both have shown that they could be they could throw up Cy Young numbers. I'm not saying that either of them will win a Cy Young, but they can both throw up those kind of numbers. So I think they're very very similar with the if you were to rank them side by side. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And again, that's with. Fangraphs putting them at number four at the moment. So, I mean, even if you wanted to put the Angels at four, I'm I'm not against that at all. Especially looking at these, I think there's teams you know better than them, like the Astros, who we'll talk about farther down. But again, the Angels sliding in at four, absolutely not an issue with that at all either. Uh, coming in at five, surprise here, the Rangers. I'm gonna throw out Kyle Gibson, Jordan Lyles, their new acquisition. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. Arihara, I think is how you name Kohi Arihara. I believe is how you say it. I'm so bad at names. Uh, Dane Dunning, Mike Fultonavich, uh, Colby Allard, those type of guys. Again, coming at five, you really think the Rangers are the fifth best rotation in in the AL? No, I, I think that their numbers at the end of the year could state that they're the fifth best, mm-hmm. but that's just because their, their ballpark is nine miles long. They're going to be able to get away with some fly balls that would have been probably out of the old Rangers ballpark. So 
Uh, I think that that's definitely going to play a factor for them is that they're going to get away with a little bit more because their ballpark is huge. Yep. No, I'm uh, I'm with you on that. I think we saw it last year when the Angels traveled to Arlington. It was not friendly for them at all. Angels bats just, I feel like, went quiet whenever they went to Texas. And that's a complete opposite trend from what it used to be when we used to see four-hour games and scores end up being 10-9 to or 12-11. to And those, you know, really fun games that I'm sure... You know, Manfred would have hated and Bud Selig would have hated because they went on forever and they scored so many runs. But again, totally different topic that we can go on to there. I believe the number seven team, the Mariners, another surprise team, I guess, in this category. But I really like the upside. They'll bring out Marco Gonzalez, UC Kikuchi, uh, Justin she- Justice Sheffield, James Paxson, who they just signed, Justin Dunn, Flexen, Gilbert. Those guys, I mean, again, a team that you look at it and the Angels could easily be above those guys when it's all said and done i know ballpark factor plays in there in in safeco or i guess t-mobile park now so you know i mean do you have an issue with put slotting the angels above the mariners either no not at all Me and i mean paxton you really want to see paxton's velo back before you mm-hmm. you're saying that he's going to be as good as fangraphs has him if his velo is 88 to 92 again he is not going to be the guy so i i really would like to see some of those guys actually pitch before we start saying that they're a good rotation because they got a lot of young pieces and a lot of guys that haven't really even proven much. Yep, I'm with you on that one. And this is where it gets interesting, in my opinion, for rotations. When it comes to underrated rotations, the next five, they go Red Sox, A's, Indians, Angels, and Rays. Let's start with the Red Sox. At the moment, I don't think they're above the Angels. I think they could when Chris Sale gets back. But coming off Tommy John, you just don't know what he brings to the table unfortunately and you know at the moment Martin Perez, Evaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez who missed all of last year you don't know what you're going to get back from him, Garrett Richards who you know you know the past there and Tanner Houck it's again I would place them above I would place the Angels above the Red Sox too I really would and we can go down to the A's and I think the A's are pretty similar to the to the Angels especially being in the West and the ballpark that they're in we see a lot of the A's I, I mean I have no issue with placing the Angels above the A's either with Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya, Jose Lazardo, or Jesus Lazardo, Mike Fires, Frankie Montez, AJ Puck. Some injuries there as well. I know that everybody's going to have injuries and I keep bringing that up, but again, some question marks there and I have no issue with placing the Angels above either one of these teams, right? No, not at all. It seems like that they will have a guy just break out out of nowhere, but mm-hmm. I still think the Angels will, will end up with a better rotation than them. Yeah. The Red Sox, end of the year, if you're looking at September, August, August September, I, I think the Red Sox might be better than the Angels just because Chris Sale. And that rotation is actually not that bad. So they've got a lot of young guys ready to come up. Tanner Haug showed signs of being pretty good last year. They're going to be close at the end of the year. I think beginning of the year, you're going to say the Angels are better, but by the end of the year, it's going to be very close. Yep. And then here comes your first place team right here, the Indians, coming in with the same projected Fangraphs war as the Angels at 11.8. Again, we can talk. We, we, I'll bring them up again. Shane Bieber, Zach Plesak, Aaron Savale, uh, Tristan McKenzie, Logan Allen, Cal Quintrell, Adam Plutko. I mean, again, it's it, yes, they have that ace, but after that, it's it's a bunch of guys that the Angels have, and you you can't tell me that it's not. You really can't. I know they have that dominant ace, 
And the Angels have Otani that's coming back from injury, which we don't know what the Angels are going to do there. They have Bundy, who we saw them, you know, what he could do. Andrew Heaney, who loved, who is loved by war for some reason. We, we're still trying to figure all of that out. But I just, you know, it's hard for me to put the Indians above the Angels. I mean, when it's all said and done, I, I, I like the Angels' rotation a little bit better than the Indians. I know that you don't, but that's just my feeling on that. I think the Angels are probably a little bit deeper than the Indians as well when it's all said and done. And if the Angels are healthy, again, I feel like this is insanity. We keep saying it over and over again, expecting different results. But if the Angels are healthy, I, I do like the Angels above the Indians. I really do. And I think the projections, fan graphs itself, is pretty close with it as well. So I don't know. If you want to rebuttal on that, you can. But I I, I just like the Angels above, above the Indians a little bit. I just... You look at the Indians, and if Plezak repeats as as what he's shown to be, I mean, Bieber's better than anyone the Angels are running out there. Uh, Bieber's the best pitcher in the American League. And then if, if Plezak comes out like he did last year, he's better than Bundy. It's close, it is, but when their number two is better than the Angels' number one, eh. and and you just have the question marks. I, I think with Cleveland, it's more of like, are these young guys for real? And with the Angels, it's like, can these old guys get back to where they were when they were young? So those are the the differences between the two. And I'd rather ride with the young guys, especially the way that the game's changed. You look at uh, the young guys kind of running this thing. Oh, the Angels have young guys too. Not ready, though. Not McKenzie's ready. McKenzie has shown that he's been really, really good. Please, Zach is young. Like Their their rotation is, is just a different breed. Tristan McKenzie or Griffin Canning? Um, think about that long. Think about that long and hard. Think about uh, it long uh, and hard. <laughs> McKenzie puts guys away, and uh, his his stuff actually changes. So he has a a loopy curveball. He throws ninety five to ninety seven. The one thing that is a little iffy about McKenzie is his his frame. He is a little on the skinnier side, like I am. So I don't know if he's going to be able to go 162 games and throw 180 innings like like you'd like. But, um, yeah, that would be the one concern I have with him. But if Canning's changeup is improved, I, I like Canning. But, I mean, everything's hard right now. And that's that gets hit eventually. I agree. I do. I, I Honestly, I, I'm going to continue on this subject here. I want to go comparison player by player. I mean, I for me, Otani and Bieber, Bieber's going to win. Easily, I, I, I Bieber's best pitcher in baseball, or one of, I'll say, probably the, definitely the best pitcher in the oh, AL. Sorry. I have no arguments against that. It's Bieber over Otani, Bundy or Plesac. Bundy, just say it. Just say Bundy. That's so close. No, to it's me. not. It's it's really not. Plesac was unbelievable last year. Plesac was Bundy was unbelievable too. I'm I'm just saying. Then you go down and we can say. Um, who do we want? Savali against Heaney. Heaney, right? I'm not a huge Heaney guy, though. Well, he I know goes you're by not. Four innings. I know this is. I mean, this is again just all off of speculation between you and I. And I know we're both pitchers and we enjoy this, but I'm taking Heaney over him. I really am. And then we already talked about Canning against McKenzie, right? Yeah, that's that's super close. That's super sim- close too. And then you go Quintana against Cal Quintrell. I'll take Quintana. I know we like Quintrell. I do too. I saw him in the minors. I love Quintrell, but I'm taking Quintana. You match up. You if you match up the Angels 
and the Indians in a playoff series, I think I'll take the Angels. I really would. Minus Bieber. I mean, if you're hoping, I mean, the Angels hitting against Bieber too, that would be a lot of fun in a playoff series. I'll tell you that. I would love to see that. I would that would just, be fun. I really would like to see the Angels face Bieber because Bieber, <laughs> it's unbelievable what yeah. he's got. Oh, it's, yeah, definitely. It's, and it's, I mean, Bieber against Trout, best hitter against one of the best pitchers in baseball. Bar none, that would be a lot of fun. Then you go Rendon against that. I know we're getting off topic here, but again, you know, like you can compare these rotations together and you put them at number one. I did. And you but can compare these have, rotations. Have they they do have a dude. I'm gonna, I'll tell you that they do have nobody, the they do have the dude. Has that dude. No, nobody. you you are right. And again, that's the trout effect. I'm I'm am after after this. If you take out if you compare Otani and Bieber together, you give it to Bieber, and everybody else you give it to the Angels. You really do. And again, but that shows how important Shohei Otani is this year too. But also with the Angels staff, you've got to go deep in the games. Cleveland guys go deep into the game. That's why I love Cleveland guys because they're going six innings. Heaney, you're lucky if you get five out of it. Well, you go. Tanning's the same way. You look at the projections. Both guys is four inning guys right now. Yeah, no, I I agree. You look at the projections. Figure it out. But when you're talking about starting rotation, we need guys to go deep into the game because we can't be letting our bullpen throw a million innings. And that's the one thing that Cleveland actually has is guys that can go deep into the game. Well. Projections, and I know projections are what they are, and everybody right now listening is going to say, Jared's projections suck, you suck at projections, and I get that, I know. I, I know, I'm not a huge projection guy either. You have to look at those with a little bit, but you look at who we just compared. They have Plesak throwing 150 innings. They have Bundy throwing 170 innings. You have Savali throwing 140 innings. You have Heaney throwing 168 innings, 170 innings. You have... Uh, who do we say? McKenzie throwing 129. You have Ken, uh, Canning throwing 140. You have Quintana throwing 158. You have, who do we say, uh, Quintrell or even Logan Allen throwing 103 or 113 innings. So, uh, again, the projections, they lean towards the the Angels in innings pitch, too. So, I mean, that, that, that argument, I know, you know, we watch the Angels and we see them go five innings, and that has been the biggest excuse or the biggest complaint for you and I is that Angels pitchers can't go deep into games. But when you look at projections, the Angels the Angels have, him, have the, the Indians beat. So, I mean, as far as I'm... Projections love big market teams. That's fair. And, and the Angels are a big market team. So, I'm you know, I hate projections. I think they're a waste of time. Honestly, yeah. they are. Because the game's not played on paper. It's played on the field. And what I've seen from the Indians guys on the field is better than what I've seen from the Angels guys on the field. Yeah, no, that's fair. And again, that's why, you know, projections are what they are. But you know, we can have our we can have our opinions and I just wanted to compare your number one rotation to the Angels rotation right now. And I I mean I think it's I think it's pretty dang close. I really do. So it, it we'll talk about the Angels at the very end. They're ranked right with the Indians. Go down to the Rays, which I'm not a Rays fan this year for pitching staff. I know the Rays are gonna come out there and continue to be the Rays for some strange reason. The Rays just produce, 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 and we can speculate what that reason is all day, and we're not really going to get into that. And then same thing with the Astros right below them. The Rays and the Astros rank right under the Angels. But, I mean, you look at the Rays, I'm, again, taking, I'll take the Angels. in a in when you match them up, I would, you know. The Rays are going to go Glass now, Yarborough, Archer, who missed all of last year, Michael Waka, Rich Hill. I know they have 
some really fun prospects in Luis Patino and Brent Honeywell and Shane McLanahan and you know those type of guys. But I'm, I'm, I'm if you compare them, you know, if you put them up one by one, the Rays were in the World Series last year, and I know the Rays are the Rays, and you're going to go, Jared, you can't compare the Rays to the Angels, but you match up who the who the Rays are, you know, and I know the Rays handle their their rotation completely different than what the Angels are going to do, and when you look at rotations, you can't even call them a really a rotation. I guess they're kind of the the weird ones in this whole thing. So I guess I mean, can we throw away the Rays in a sense for starting rotation because they're not even really going to use a starting rotation. No, and I agree. And Glasnow got way too much hype last year. He was throwing a hundred in the playoffs. Everyone was super hyped about it. And he's good. Don't get me wrong, but. Very, very wild, and I think he's going to struggle a little bit more this year with that AL East is going to be a, a tough, tough division. Yep. No, I, I, I agree. But, again, I think we can just kind of throw the Rays out because I don't know what that rotation really really means in a sense. I know that the Rays are the Rays, and I'm going to continue to say that, and they produce and they develop and they do amazing things there. But when it comes to an actual rotation – I don't really think they have one because you're not going to get any guys that are going to go deep into games like the Angels or like even like the Angels. I mean, they don't have the they don't have a Bundy that's going to go seven eight complete game. They don't have a Heaney. They don't have those type of guys. I mean, they're gonna they're they're rely on their bullpen. Is a Heaney? Yeah, that's fair. I, I give you that. But they don't have guys that really can go deep into games, in my opinion. That's you know, just my two cents on that. So I think you can X out the Rays. I don't really think they have a rotation. I know that's a weird opinion, but. That's just what I got on that. I think you agree with me too. And most, I think baseball fans will kind of agree with that. And again, here here we go. The number 20 ranked in baseball. I want to say 12th ranked in the AL, the Astros. Underrated, right? Yeah, definitely. They they lost their ace, uh, Verlander, which which really does hurt. But yeah. uh, if Grinky comes back and, and really pitches like the Zach Grinky he was with the uh, Dodgers, that, that could be a really good rotation. I mean, Christian Javier is probably going to be in there. Framber Valdez, uh, who was very good for them in the, in the postseason. Uh, Lance McCullers, who I'm really high on. He's a f- free agent at the end of the year. And kind of just the trend of most guys, that they're usually really good the year that they're about to be a free agent. So Lance McCullers could be the X factor of that rotation. So yeah. watch Lance McCullers this year. I, I really think he's going to have a – uh, a pretty good year. I think it's his second year coming off TJ, and that's when you really see uh, the most growth, kind of like what we're hoping out of, out of Otani. Yeah, and the whole thing with starting rotations is matchups. You match up the Angels and Astros in a playoff game, and I I get scared. I really do. I don't think the Angels match up well against the Astros when it comes down to it. I, I think we both like you know what the Astros put out there, and we've seen it in the past. And we see a lot of the Astros being in the AL West, and that's that's one of the that's one of the teams where it's like, uh oh, like I wouldn't want to face them in a playoff series because of how, because of who they throw out there. I mean, Grinky, McCullers, Valdez. Uh, I'm gonna butcher the name again. I suck at this so bad. Golly, Nate, uh, your Kitty. I God, I suck so bad at names. I think oh, that's who it is. I, I forgot about her. Yeah. Uh, Christian Javier. They're gonna bring up Forrest Whitley. I mean, it's a damn good rotation. I, I say give you that. And for some reason, they're here. At I'm what twelve thirteen in the AL I guess maybe eleventh in in the AL and I have them ranked above the Angels just because of what they have been able to do what they've shown in the past so I have no issue 
you know, I, I'm scared of the Astros if you if you look at it from an Angels standpoint. So, it, and below that, I don't think there's really any contest. You have the Tigers, the Royals, and the Orioles. Of course, yeah. I mean, we don't need to talk about the Orioles. There they are. They're going to be fun, though. I'll say that they have some interesting pieces down there, but quite not not quite there yet. So, Nate, have I persuaded you into the Angels being a top five rotation? Like I said, fifth, I don't have a problem with five, six, seven. I think you could put any one five, six, and seven that we've talked about, and I would not be upset about. But um, it's close. It, it definitely is going to. It, I hate the predicting game. Like. Let's just watch him pitch. That's what I makes mean, that's what makes the off season fun, though, Nate. That's what makes yeah. this. That's what makes us. That's what makes our jobs of doing this podcast fun. Is that pre- predicting we see this? Alex Cobb's new new mechanics. See what it looks like. Can we see what Quintana looks like? Um, can, can we just see what Otani is before we start calling him top five in, in baseball? Um, I would rather give him a little bit lower expectations and let them exceed. Then, then put them top five and be like, hey, you better be top three, otherwise it was kind of a down year. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, I think we can totally we we can agree that in it's close. some way it, it is it's close. It is close. And if you want to put them in the top five or even in the top four, because Fangraphs has the Blue Jays at fourth, and I think the Angels could easily be better than the Blue Jays. And I think we both agreed on that. If you want to put the Angels in the top four, go ahead and do that. Go ahead. I'm. We're totally fine with that. You put them in Major League Baseball. They're probably about 14th or 15th. 100. Which is hilarious that there are 10 NL, at least 10 NL pitching staffs that are better than the fifth best AL pitching staff. Yeah, I mean the NL. The NL's stupid. Like if you All Star, when we get the All Star game, you look at the NL's <laughs> rotation and their All Stars, and they they always miss a couple too that are really good. And you look at the AL and it's like. Huh? And then the NLs like Scherzer, Strasburg, DeGrom, like stupid, 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 Bauer, Bueller, Kershaw, I mean, Darvish, Snell. I mean, I can just keep going down the line and it's 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 crazy. But yeah, I, I have I have no issue with putting the Angels in the top five, top four. If you have the Blue Jays there, I think the Angels are just as good, if not better, than the Blue Jays. And yeah, I, I, I hope I've persuaded some of you guys. I think I persuaded Nate. I know I heard Nate hesitating on a bunch of his answers I, I, just wait for cleveland at the end of the year when they have 94 wins because their pitching is stupid we're gonna be, look back and be like wow how did cleveland do it again we don't know but they somehow they did it yeah. oh yeah you know. I, I i i i don't disagree with you but i if you look at the matchups i like the angels matchups over cleveland and you had cleveland at number one i did so. because he's played on on the field and, and shane Bieber's the best pitcher in the American League by far. That's fair. I'll give you that. That's fair. So, Nate, any, I guess, final thoughts on anything that we just talked about? Anything you want to bring up? Anything no, fun? No. I, I love seeing the, the hate on Twitter for you. Uh, that was kind of fun to, to see everyone get all upset and not give their top five. Uh, <laughs> it, it was great, honestly. I love seeing that stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I love it. If you, you know, if you listen to this podcast, don't follow me on Twitter. Go Go follow me there. I like to throw some hot takes out there, see what everybody sees, sees what everybody thinks, and um, yeah, you know, I, I I enjoy doing that. I like I like mixing the pod a little bit. I've been like that forever. If you ask any of my friends, actually, I had four or five friends text me right away, like, "What the hell are you talking about, Jared?" And it's like, well, 
you know, I'm just over here stirring the pot a little bit, but it's a good stir of the pot, I think. I really do. I think that this gets the, the noggin thinking for a lot of people, and I hope this got the head thinking for a lot of you guys. So, guys, please follow us on all of our social medias. This is Talking Halos. You can just look us up. It's easy to find us. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34. Go bother him. Go blame him. Actually, go blame him for this, too, because, I mean, I started it, but... You can go blame Nate. It's still fun. So, guys, again, thank you so much for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.